0: Welcome back to Tequila She Wrote, a podcast about cocktails and crime. I'm
1: Sloan, your bartender for today. And I'm Trish, your crime tender for today. So grab a cocktail, buckle up for the Hot Mess Express. Toot, toot! Beep, beep! <laughs>
0: Welcome back to another episode. This is your bartender Sloan bringing you another spiked coffee today. So first off, we are going to start with one and a half ounces of caramel vodka. This stuff is so good. (laughs) We bought it for the first time today and I have tried two or three different drinks with it and I am in love.
1: I have never had caramel vodka. I've had the salted caramel um, crown.
0: I was thinking moonshine. So good. I think we'd had a I'd, caramel moonshine before too. No, I have it at the house. <laughs> no, okay. I thought we had tasted one while we were in Gatlinburg. It's together. very possible, but yeah. I know I have some at the house. But anyways, so caramel is a favorite flavor of ours. The caramel vodka. We got Smirnoff, which is a cheap brand, but I'm telling so you. So flavorful. So good. So good. So for today's drink, for this spiked coffee, this is the second spiked coffee that we're making since beginning this podcast, but we both love coffee and we both love alcohol. Yes. So expect quite a few more from us. But for this one today, we did one and a half ounces of the caramel vodka. My mouth keeps trying to say caramel vanilla, it's caramel, <laughs> vodka, caramel vodka, and then I did about an ounce of Irish cream. Most people have Baileys on hand. We have been using Coralands. Carolands. Something like that, yeah. It's a little bit cheaper, but to me, like, it's more creamy. It, it's just really freaking good. Yes.
1: So, I poured both of those it's in It's also my... cheaper.
0: Yes. I poured both of those in my glass over ice, and then I just poured in some uh, cold brew coffee to taste. So, off the top of my head, I would say it was probably, like, four-ish ounces so, two ounces of liquor, about four ounces of cold brew, stir it together and start your day off right. Or, whenever you get off work and you need a little pick me up to get through the day, yes. use this to get you through the day. But that is the drink that is getting me through today's case, which is the case of the Sims family murder. I believe so, yes. I believe. So, y'all grab a
1: cocktail and buckle up for the Hot Mess Express. Toot toot. Beep beep. Alright. Oh, Welcome back to another case. I'm your crime tender, Trish. In this case, I think I looked up, like, kind of not well-known. <laughs> I looked up kind of, like, not well-known cases. And it brought up Tallahassee.
0: Oh, Crystal, are
1: you safe? <laughs> this is back My in night. This is back in the sixties, so we're fine. Okay, but this is the Sims family murders. So, like I said, this takes place in Tallahassee, Florida, in nineteen sixty-six. Okay, so this is quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. The Sims family was just kind of your everyday people. They weren't known to have any enemies, so, I mean, just a run-of-the-mill family. Right. On October 22nd, 1966, most of Tallahassee was attending a football game at the North Florida Fair, which I guess we'd probably have to ask Crystal if this is still kind of a thing or not.
0: I would assume they would play at the stadium nowadays. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. This left the streets basically empty. Also,
0: I empty. would assume that not most of Tallahassee would be all in one place, because that city is That city is huge
1: now, but at this time it was yeah. not such a big place. But yeah, like I was saying, it left the streets basically empty. Which again, nowadays is very hard to imagine.
0: hmm
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've been there. Granted, we haven't been there during football games, oh. so I'm not sure <sighs> what it's like.
0: I don't want to go during a football game, to be honest. It's busy enough without the games. Yes. Football games like that tend to bring more outsiders in than anything.
1: Well, nowadays, Tallahassee, you have at least three different colleges. Yeah. So.
0: (laughs) That's a lot of people. Yes.
1: Back then, events like this were kind of infrequent. I can't speak, but yeah, I think I said that right. You did. Infrequent. sounded right to me. (laughs) Yeah. And the town was small, so, like I said, yeah, you have some big event like this, it's not going to leave a lot of people just not there. Right. So, the Sims family consisted of Robert, age 42. He was an information technology expert with the Department of Education. His wife, Helena, who... Not Helena. Sorry, I see that name and I automatically correct it to <laughs> Helena because that's what my grandma was. Right. Even though she didn't know it for, like, majority of her life. <laughs> she came over <laughs> during, like, the immigration time. So, right. like, her birth certificate and everything's all messed up. Right. But his wife, Helen, who was 34... She was a Sunday school teacher and church secretary, and then they had three daughters. They had um, Judith Ann, who was 15, and Norma Jean, who was 17, and then their youngest daughter, Joy, who was 12. Mm -hmm. They lived at 641, Muir. I'm not going to be able to say I have a problem somehow (laughs) with M's and that, but... Muriel Court Drive. Muriel? Yes. Like I said, I have Muriel. a problem with it. <laughs> um, but that's the address. So next time we go to Tally, I kind of want to look this up and see how close it is to Crystal. You can do that. <laughs> At the time of, like, on this date, Judith was babysitting. Again, she's the 15-year-old. The seventeen-year-old Norma Jean went to the game, and Robert, Helen, and Joy, their youngest, who was twelve, stayed home. I'm sorry for this fact, loan but it is what it is. Florida State beat Mississippi I State. I knew it. I ten- knew it. <laughs> ten to one that night. Oh, I'm so sorry.
0: Football. Yes. One.
1: Who knows? At that point, this was in the sixties. Okay, I feel like things might have been a little different. I don't know. Okay, I know I'm a a sports person, but
0: okay, we'll we'll go with it. Ten to one. All right. That's fine. what
1: this article I read said. I bet those cowbells
0: one. were ringing loudly, <laughs> except not because this was in Tallahassee.
1: Well, yeah. Yes, Florida State played Mississippi State. Mississippi State lost. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Used to it. <laughs> While the town was enjoying the game, tragedy happened. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Someone came to the Sims residence, murdered the family that was home, and then fled like a ghost.
0: Damn. Yes. I knew it.
1: Norma was the one that returned home first. And found the horrific scene right which remember she is 17 yeah so you're about to walk in on your mother half your family yeah dead in front of your eyes she expected to come home and find the family still watching the game because the TV was still on but her family was nowhere to be seen. She walked back to her parents' bedroom, and she found her mother and father. Some reports say they were both on the bed. Some reports say just her father was on the bed, and her mother was on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's just that's one of the issues that people have with this like case and how it was conducted. It was it, there's a lot of mixing right. of stuff. So. Either way, she walked into the room. She found her mother and father. As I'm going to put for like this article, it said they were both on the bed, blindfolded, bound, and shot. Jeez. Yes. Her la- little sister, Joy, was stabbed and shot and lying on the carpet in the same room. In the same room? <laughs> yes. Uh. You walk into your parents' bedroom maybe thinking... They're asleep or doing something well,
0: not even just that but she was stabbed so to me that kind of means that like yeah it, she might have walked in but i don't know I, I, I oh well know.
1: no i'm just saying like norma literally like said she thought she was gonna walk in and find her family yeah. watching tv
0: or getting ready for bed because the or, tv is still yeah. on
1: and they're not so then you kind of walk to where you would think you would find yeah. them and then you find your this, entire family yeah. that was home in one room.
0: This horrific scene.
1: Yes. So her little her little sister, like I said, so, she was found stabbed and shot on the carpet in the same room. Her father was lying on the bed. At this time, he was still fighting for his life. So she gets home and he's still alive. He had been shot once in the head. Mm-hmm her mother was also alive at this point she had been shot twice in the head and once in the leg some reports say she was also stabbed
0: okay that mm-hmm. that was kind of like one of my original questions that not that you would have an answer but why was the girl stabbed and the parents weren't yeah. stabbed like but I it said it would make it's, a little bit more sense if the mom was stabbed too because then the females are yeah.
1: yeah like I said the reports on this and that's part of the thing like I said people have issues with how this was kind of processed and everything there's so many inconsistencies yeah. based on what reports you go off of so like I said the mother and father at this point are clinging on to life Unfortunately, Joy was not. She was dead by the time Norma got home. Poor baby. Joy had been shot in the head and stabbed more than six times in the stomach. Her panties were down by her thighs and her cheek was bruised. It was evident that the attack didn't happen too long before Norma arrived home. Mm -hmm. So, like... If I'm Norma at that point, I'm traumatized because I walked in on this scene. Yeah. And of then your also, and sister. yes. And then also, once you start hearing, <laughs> you basically walked in right after this happened. Right. One, you're sitting there going, I could have been victim. And two, you're like, I could have caught them. Yeah. So I'm sure she is a mix of emotions. I can't even imagine the trauma she has gone yep. through.
0: That was on the tip of my tongue. It's, how traumatized she is. Yes,
1: you're 17. You're barely an adult. Not even technically considered adult by today's standards. And <laughs> but this around is, those standards, yes. they
0: were. Yeah, you were an adult. At you,
1: 18. you. She's. Well, I mean, she's 17. But I'm but just, still, yeah, yeah. like. You are literally looked at as still a child. And this is what you're discovering. She called a funeral home ambulance service. And pleaded with them. Something terrible has happened. Please come. This is the 60s. I'm not... we all just assume 911 like was a common thing but I feel this. like it's not like
0: Well I feel like we covered this in an earlier case or maybe it was a Patreon or something or maybe it was just my research but I want to say 911 became a thing in like the late 70s early
1: 80s. Yeah. So like 911 was not something that at you just called at this point at this point if you were going to call even... the police you had to directly call them. That's not even,
0: no, not even every house had phones at this point because my mom was born in the 60s and she tells me of how she remembered them getting a phone in her house. Yeah. And she was born in like 68, I think, 66, 68. So that's about the time that this is happening. So not every home has a phone at this point in my, from my, from my understanding, but there definitely was not a central... 911
1: but that I wanted to bring that because most people were like why didn't she just call 911 yeah. it's it's not a thing at that point like you don't just call no. 911
0: and then my mom even tells me of stories of how like they had party lines then so the whole street had the same phone number and if you like picked up they <laughs> like you could be picking up on somebody else's phone call Getting that tea. (laughs) Uh, Granted, this is in Mississippi. So let me also say that this is in Mississippi. But yeah, her whole block had the same phone number. So like it yeah, it was it's not what we know of now. Like we all walk around with personal computers in our pockets, and this was only sixty years ago. Like that seems so long ago saying 60 years, but whenever you say 1968, 19, it's like,
1: really not that far. No, it's not. Like I said, for us, like 80s, early 90s babies, that's our parents' like call it like high school, college years. Or being born. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm that, the
0: oldest child she's the youngest I'm child. the youngest
1: so like for me like my parents are born like 54 56 both like, of
0: my parents are the youngest child as, like the youngest children as well the youngest child the youngest children as well so like all of their siblings were way older they were kind
1: of uh oh
0: babies
1: dad was the oops child <laughs> my dad grew up with his oldest sister's kids yeah yeah <laughs> But yes, so like I said, she called at the time, was basically like an emergency line at that point, saying she needed help. Mm -hmm. And so this funeral home was the first ones on the scene. It was Russell Beavis, which I had a chuckle at.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Beavis and butthead.
1: Yes. I said it. But Russell... And his sixteen year old son Rocky were the first two on the scene. It didn't Noted. give me an age for what like for Russell, but still it's like this this man that's probably about her father's age, and then a sixteen-year-old, someone yeah. that is a year younger than you, yeah. is coming to respond to help you.
0: Yeah, but once again, this is different but, times. Yes. So there was not like a minimum age for people to work or things like that once again i can only speak from like my parents experience my mom had an actual job at the age of like 11 like she was working at the ymca earning a text check at the ymca at age 11 yeah so once again this is a completely different time from what we are used to
1: these days yes but like i said She has walked in on this horrible crime. Could you imagine being a 16 year old and having to be one of the first ones to respond and you're supposed to help?
0: Yeah, no, not at all.
1: (laughs) So in an attempt to save their lives, Russell loosened their bindings, which at the time compromised the crime scene because you don't you don't think about it at this time. like. Really processing a crime scene, DNA, like all that stuff is just not anything that's really yeah. thought of. And.
0: Well, like DNA wasn't a thing then. His yes. first instinct was going to be how save can the I people. save these people?
1: Because like I said, at the time she discovered them,
0: they were the mother
1: dead. and father were still alive. Yeah. So he tried to attempt to loosen the bindings and save them. And like I said, this compromised the crime scene because police haven't shown up yet. So, like, things aren't really looked at in that point of view. Mm -hmm. The first investigator to show up was Officer E.C. Cooper Donnelly. Mm -hmm. Donnelly, I think. Sounds right. I don't know. He remembers this horrific scene to this day. So, (laughs) this is how many years on he still remembers this like it was yesterday. Which I think speaks for how, which I'll get into a little later, but it's just like, this was confined to basically one room. So it just speaks for how, like, terrible it was walking in that one room. Robert Sims died just after ambulance arrived on the scene. Mm -hmm. Helen held on for nine days after the attack. She never gained consciousness. so she wasn't ever able to give any information to police. hmm Unfortunately, like, the bullet that was in her head was buried so deep that it just left her comatose. So she, even if she would have woken up, they don't know if she would have ever been able to give them any information anyways. Right. Investigators examined the scene and concluded that the attacker was probably known to the family. Mm-hmm. But then again, this is the 60s. Do you really know that? People didn't really think bad things happened.
0: Yeah. Everybody left their door unlocked.
1: Yes. There were no signs of a break-in. Nothing had been stolen. Money was left lying around in plain sight. So that took away any burglary, I can't say it, burglary attempt. Um, Coffee cups were found laying half drunk on the table There was a full ashtray like, left. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just, like, they were there, and then suddenly they were in the bedroom. Right. Neighbors said that around 1045, they heard screams, but they, uh, once again, this isn't a crime, like, area at this point. So, they just assumed it was children or, like, young people that were messing about. They didn't think, like, oh, my God, one of my neighbors is being murdered. Right, which then again leads to Norma getting home and about ten forty five not too long after that's about time she arrived home, which again leads to being very close to when she arrives home, so mm-hmm. she could have been a victim, she could have right. not been like yeah, everything
0: the timeline
1: is very close, yes, and suspicious- it is, but. Never... I don't
0: I don't feel, in my gut I don't feel like she's suspicious. I'm no. just saying like
1: it just it to yes.
0: investigators I can see where they would be like A.
1: Yeah. One of the most compelling pieces of evidence found were the type of knots that were used. They were called granny knots. I've never really heard of them, but
0: I haven't, but are you about to go in the direction of, like, the Navy or something?
1: Because that's usually where I see knots being used. No, they just said that this specific type of knots, like, was, like, a very compelling piece. Because I guess maybe it's not one that er- not everybody could do. It's right. not just, like, a simple, like... Tying your shoe or anything like that, right? Uh, that's why I asked if that's yeah. where we
0: were going with the Navy, because any time that I've seen in a case like this, we're not, we're not, it's not nice. Yeah, <laughs> they,
1: as far as I could find, they, they never really t- went that way. But yeah. you would think they would look at who would maybe possibly know this, but right they, again, this is the '60s. Are we really thinking that way? We're doing the best we can. Yes. So they found them tied with these granny knots and the materials used were from their own house. They were like lingerie, shock, um, shocks, socks. (laughs) I told you, I can't speak today. Lingerie, socks, pantyhose, ties, like it's stuff that is. So the killer did not bring stuff with them. Right.
0: They just used what was on hand.
1: Which, in a way, is a smart thing, because yeah. you don't have any... You didn't go and buy anything, so they you're can't tie being, it to you.
0: Yeah, and you're not being seen
1: carrying. carrying anything. Yes. Yes. Like I said, DNA evidence was not really a thing back then, so, like, it's not what it is today. So, like, a lot of this stuff, for the most part, wasn't really collected, mm-hmm. so it can't really be processed. There was some stuff collected, but... Yeah. Nothing could really ever be tied to anybody. Also, from what reports show, the scene wasn't ever really secured. People were just wandering through the house, (laughs) compromising the scene. Sounds familiar. So, who knows what evidence was lost.
0: That's like in the Lizzie... I want to say it's the Lizzie Bourdain, Bourdain, Bourdain case... Where like people were walking through and taking pieces of the fruitcake that was yeah, sitting like, on the table.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's just it's one of those things. Like now nowadays, we're just like, well, why didn't they do this? You well, <laughs> it's, technology has have,
0: not... have existed a lot longer than we want to think.
1: Right, <laughs> technology is not what it was. So like, <laughs> yeah,
0: that would be us doing yeah. fruitcake
1: yes technology and it's not what it is today scenes were not processed the same way they didn't think oh you've moved something out of place yeah so that kind of also is why some of these older cases are just so hard to crack because they weren't they weren't looked at from the same eye that we look at yeah. things today we
0: are very skeptical at this point
1: yes <laughs> we're going to we're going to look at one piece of, like, I'm going to look at this one glass from every angle possible. I will look at from underneath, the side, this side, over yeah. top, like, everything. I'm going to compare you to this case from 1,000 years ago. <laughs> yes. It's, like I said, it's not what it is today. So, investigators speculated that the assailant or assailants had stayed back to clean up the crime scene and had been from this neighborhood. Others reject this theory and say because at the time, Tallahassee was pretty much an unsuspecting and violent, crime-free area. (laughs) Not what it is today. (laughs) I was going to say, it was so weird reading that because I was like, are we talking about the same city? Tallahassee, Florida? (laughs) But they say because it was this violent, crime-free area. Like anybody would have just opened their door to a stranger, which, like I said, this is also the 60s. People didn't think about serial killers and stuff like we do today. Yeah. So be weird, be weird. Stay stay alive. alive. (laughs) Hashtag crime justice.
0: We don't want to be sued.
1: Nope. But like I said, this was a much different time. Nowadays, yes. we have looked in like you. There are so many crimes reported yep. and everything that people and are afraid publicized. to be out. Yeah,
0: people are afraid to be outside. <laughs> it's not even that more being reported; it's that it's more publicized these days. Yes, whether not only is it in the news more, but we also have, have podcasts podcast and stuff like that. The Investigation Discovery Channel. Yes.
1: It's a sense of entertainment which good or bad is getting it prepared. out there.
0: I just want to be prepared.
1: Yes. <laughs> so like I said, they one of the theories is that this person or persons were from the neighborhood. Others mm-hmm. say it was a stranger. There's there's many mm-hmm. w- ways people look at this. There are others that say that these murders were calculated because you got to remember there was this big game going on. Right. People were relying on people to be at this game. So, for the most part, the, like, town, city, like, was, like, a ghost land.
0: to that extent, I do think it's planned, but I do not know, as of this moment in our story, whether they targeted a specific family or they noticed, hey, this family's home.
1: Yes. Because, like we said... Nothing was stolen or anything, so it's not like they were looking for, like, a place to, like, take some money and stuff from. It was just... Right. So... They just wanted to kill, it seems. Yes. The family, like I said, the family had no enemies. They were a tight-knit family, one that people aspired to be. They went to church. They were financially stable. They lived, like, for each other. They Mm -hmm. were... They were close. They had money. Everything seemed perfect, right? So once again, there seemed to be no enemies. This triple homicide forever changed Tallahassee. the commu- The community at the time was fewer than a hundred thousand people. Believe there are that many. <laughs> there are that many people, in probably one dormitory I, I was at Florida to say, State just at this point. At the university, <laughs> I would assume. So I said. Nowadays, that is basically your campus. I mean, campus.
0: the University of Florida is a high-ranked college. Yes.
1: There are, like we said, there are three colleges there. Just on one college alone, there's probably the amount of people that were at, like, lived in Tallahassee at yeah. that point. But, so, yeah. This was a small community for the most part at this point. And it just rocked this community. This, The murders created a sense of fear. -hmm. The community withdrew from the streets. People bought water guns and filled it with. (laughs) (laughs) I read it first and I was like, water guns? And then I read what they did. I went, okay. Uh, Okay. They filled it with ammonia. All right. The uh, audio freaked out there for a minute. So I'm going to try to pick this up the best that I can. So, like I was saying, people bought water guns filled with ammonia, which, like I said, could. I get it. It'll at least, like, do some damage. It's not good. It uh, really wouldn't kill anybody, but...
0: It'll do more than water.
1: Yes. Some residents also, for the first time ever, sought licenses to buy guns. So that in itself is causing more chaos than that in the community. Hardware stores ran out of bolts, locks, knives... Like, anything people could mm-hmm. think of to, like, help themselves. Judo and martial arts classes became increasingly popular. Police and dogs patrolled the streets for weeks after the murders. Mm-hmm. And remember, this was back in October. Right. October 22nd. Yep. Halloween got put on hold. Which as I the would spook- not be happy. <laughs> I'll say the spooky bitches we are. You are canceling one of our favorite holidays.
0: I would not be happy.
1: A neighbor said that they were so scared that they wouldn't even let their children play outside. Because you gotta think. You have no idea. Is this somebody that lives in your neighborhood? Is this not? Like, was this just like a one-off thing? So, people just wanted to protect themselves as best they could. Yeah. As time passed, no arrests were made. So people began to pressure the governor, who at the time was Hayden Burns, and they wanted him to take the matter to the Capitol. Basically, what was decided on was we'll give five thousand dollars cash reward for any information offered that led to arrest. Which at the time, not yes, the best, that's a lot. Yeah, at the time, yes, that's a lot of money. But also, that's that's the best you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> You really could
0: have done better, to be honest.
1: So, the house did eventually get put up for sale. It remained impossible to sell for years, but it has since been sold. And as far as I know, it's not like a rental property or anything, but people do live at this house. Which... I don't know if I could ever live there, but... (laughs)
0: As the one that wants to go stay at these haunted places.
1: I will go visit. I don't want to live there. As it is. I'm pretty sure my place is haunted. And we just ignore Mm. things. Okay.
0: (laughs) It doesn't actually happen.
1: Yes. As time went on. Like I said, no arrests were made. But people started to talk amongst themselves. And like... Pretty much as people started to talk and everything because nothing was being done. Mm -hmm. They started pointing the finger at one man. Who was that? You'll be so shocked. So shocked. This was C.A. Roberts. A well-liked pastor. Not pastor. Pastor. At First Baptist Church. One of the city's oldest churches. Of course we go immediately to the pastor.
0: To the church. Yes. To the church.
1: There was really no reason to suspect him. But they latched on to the fact that apparently he was a womanizer. Mm-hmm. They, they've speculated he had an affair with Helen and then killed her family in a fit of passion. Okay. Which... Where's the proof? Yes. <laughs> like, give me some proof and I am on your team, but I need a little proof. Yes. And basically, their only proof was the fact that Helen worked as a Sunday school teacher and was a secretary at the church. So they were like, she she was always with him.
0: So they didn't find anything from nope. him in the house? Nope. They didn't find anything, like, in journals correlating to him. They didn't find...
1: Nope, nothing. Just, Just, he was her boss in some sort of way. So, So clearly something's going on. Of
0: course they were having an affair, because...
1: You gotta think, this is a, at the point, this is a a small small town town. in the South. People gonna talk.
0: Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, were there maybe reports of them going out to lunch together? Nothing.
1: Like. Nothing. Nothing that we
0: can find today.
1: (laughs) What about that? Oh, just wait for a couple of bullet points. Okay. Just wait. So, because this was so highly talked about and everything, investigators, of course, had to look into it. They. They took these accusations seriously they observed roberts and his parish for a long time however nothing was ever found and he also had a very strong alibi he was sleeping with his wife <laughs> no damn so we all remember there's this big football game right guess what the he- preacher has to bless the football before he gets thrown he was the team chaplain for the football game And was seen on film the entire game.
0: I mean, I was kind of close. I think my guess was better. It was a better story.
1: (laughs) I mean, yes, it's the more juicy story. But (laughs) this this man is literally at this football game the entire time. (laughs) On camera. On camera. And you still are going to look at him as a possible suspect.
0: Okay, but did he bless the football? That's what I need to know. <laughs> I have no idea. Dear Lord, please make my team win. Thank you.
1: I'm sure at that time, you gotta remember, they usually did, like, prayer beforehand, and then... Yeah. Yeah. But once
0: again, 60s, late 60s, early yes. 70s. Yep. So,
1: yes. He, he. But he was at the football game the entire time, and they have, like, video proof that he was there right. the entire time. So...
0: He could have paid somebody to kill his imaginary (laughs) mistress. Alright. His imaginary mistress.
1: So, unfortunately, because of these accusations, Roberts had to step down from his position at the church. He later died in an accident. They didn't state what type of accident this was, but unfortunately, he did have to step down. So, I hate that for him, that like... There uh,
0: is no proof.
1: Yes, there is no proof. And just because people want to talk and throw your name into it, you, as as a pastor of a church, you have to, like, think what is best for my community. It's like my
0: grandmother used to say, like, your reputation is the best thing that you can own. And people can throw dirt on it. And it will stick a lot better than you can clean it off. Yes. So, like, regardless of who you are, what you do, anything like that, like, just be the best person that you can, and even though you are the best person that you can, people are still going to try to bring you down, and the only response that you can really have to that is to remain being the better person. Yes.
1: And that sucks so bad! (laughs) Yes. I'm petty as fuck. (laughs) But, yeah. So, what do you say? His reputation was basically done for. He had to step down because at this point do you want someone who's looked at as a possible murder suspect even though there's no evidence? Yes. So an
0: adultering murderer.
1: Nowadays, yeah. people that were alive and around during like the time of these murders widely reject his involvement and in the fact that police spent so much time on looking into him. Right. Like, it angers them that this was looked so heavily into.
0: Yeah. But it was the community's fault, to yeah. be honest. I mean. In my opinion. Yeah.
1: it. They never would have if you wouldn't have talked about it. But. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You have to move on. You gotta make sure it doesn't ever get looked into again. Right. Leeds became very clouded over time and the case eventually went cold. The only thing everyone can really agree on is that evidence that's collected nowadays, now that technology has advanced, really needs to be re-looked at. Because any DNA that you might possibly have maybe could be... The answer. Yes. Investigator Campbell, one of the officers on the scene, caused a sensation when he claimed he knew who killed the Sims. But he refused to reveal who it was because he needed proof. I mean, that's a solid reason, but also, why why are you suddenly being like, oh, I know who did it? So people started speculating it's because he wanted a book deal or, like, a documentary deal, something. And his claims are very, like, controversial, sordid. Like, they just go everywhere he claims there's two murderers which is very possible he also claims that this is part of a sex ring he brings neck necrophilia into it like he's all over the place anything i think he could throw out that possibly would get him some sort of attention he was like yeah it was this it was this no proof but we're just gonna throw this out
0: just because it sounds good
1: yes A local author who was looking into the murders did find an interview that police did of a suspect. It was a woman whose boyfriend lived close to the family. She claimed to have gone to the Sims on the night of the murders, but she also denied any responsibility in these murders. Okay. Her boyfriend, who she married and divorced, claimed also that he had no responsibility. So, as far as I know, they were never looked into other than the fact that they just happened to be close by and possibly there. All right. I
0: didn't do this, officer. Yeah. I know I look guilty. But I
1: <laughs> Another couple that was suspicious at the time was a Mary Charles LaJoy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, Sounds good. Yeah, and Vernon Fox. Neighbors say Mary was obsessed with death, and she often was caught breaking into funeral homes. Her boyfriend, Vernon, was also a peeping Tom. Oh. Who even... Sounds
0: like they found their perfect match. Yes.
1: He also had been peeping in on Joy Sims a week prior to the murders.
0: Alright. So
1: these are my two favorites for they, this this case.
0: They sound pretty guilty.
1: Because they are, like I said, there's, she's obsessed with, like, death yeah. and she's been caught, like, so if you go off the necrophilia side of it.
0: Well, and he's a peeping Tom. Yeah, and then and he's peeping Tom, escalating... who,
1: yes, who was also peeping on one of the victims. victims.
0: Yes. It just makes sense that yes. two weirdos found each other and they were like, hey, yes. let's fuck up some people's lives.
1: So besides them just being like this odd, these odd two people, they also, when questioned, gave conflicting statements that also changed multiple times. So you can't ever give a direct statement as to yeah. your involvement or lack thereof. Yeah. Mary eventually did accuse her then-husband Vernon of the murders in the 80s, but they discarded this because she showed a clear interest in getting the reward money. Yeah. (laughs) Duh. So.
0: (laughs) Of course she's out for her best
1: interest. Yes. We were so (laughs) surprised. Vernon has since done a lot of interviews and gone on the, the internet to try to clear his name. It, so it hasn't worked. Yeah. So <laughs> you have two people. One say like they were looked into as possible like working together on this, and one saying, "Yeah, only he did it. I'm I'm the innocent one. The other one's going, I didn't do anything." So he said, she said. Yeah. Classic. Yes.
0: You're both guilty.
1: Yes. So, five decades later, this case still remains one of Tallahassee's most notorious unsolved murders. Norma and Judith have never really publicly spoken about the murders. They try to remain under the radar to this day. Like I said, with the advances in technology, this is really a case that probably could benefit from being brought back up and re like testing your evidence and trying to see if it matches with any DNA in CODIS or whatnot, right. but also how much DNA is left. So you also, do you really take your chance now? Yeah. Do you kind of wait you a wait couple years? Like for technology to technology evolve. is always advancing. So do you take Very your shot quickly. now or do you wait? very very quickly at that
0: like we might not feel like it is in the moment but whenever you look back like two three five years from now whenever you look back you're like damn yeah i thought we were at our prime then now look at us
1: like you can look you can take evidence now and you can trace it back to like a family line yeah so like that's great like
0: the golden state killer
1: yeah like that's great but like just think, in a couple of years, you could possibly take some evidence
0: and find the exact and find the person, exact person. Not so, even the branch of the family, just yes. that person.
1: So, like I said, this is something that you know they really do need to retest. But I also feel like people are trying to maybe wait to see if more advances come.
0: Yeah.
1: Re- I really hope it does get retested eventually so that not only the family, but also the community can have a sense of, like, ease and the peace of mind in this. Right. There is a documentary that was made by a Florida State student, Kyle Jones, Mm -hmm. on these murders. It's called, so it's for a school project. It's called 641 Mural Court. It went on to win a number of awards, so it's... One that I know in one of the articles they do give a link for it and mm-hmm. we we always list like where we yeah. got our stuff from so I'm trying to remember which one it we was. We will do the best that
0: we can to link the actual video but if we can't get the link for it we have all of the articles and we will highlight it on.
1: I want to say it was on the Project Cold Case link that we're going to post but like it does have a link to his documentary there's also a Facebook page that's dedicated to trying to bring justice to the family it's called Justice for Joy because Joy again was 12 so people have latched on to more to her murder than unfortunately the mom and the dad but usually you gotta think the younger the victim the more people are gonna it's gonna pull at your heartstrings, yeah
0: And also, most of the community thought that the mother was responsible for this. Yeah,
1: thought that she was uh, (laughs) she brought this on the family. Right. Of course, the woman. (laughs) Not the man. (laughs) Never the man. But yes, it's called, the Facebook page is called Justice for Joy Solving the Sims Murder. The last post I saw was from 2019 but it does look like they try to stay as active as possible they just update it as things yeah. are updated if you go to the link there's a lot of articles that they link to there's also pictures they even the last post is actually about a podcast the Dan episode mm-hmm. that i guess gives a, i haven't listened to that episode but
0: here's the thing is they is that- say it
1: gave like a small glimmer of hope in like some of the findings yeah
0: Here's the thing is that, like, at this point, whoever did this is probably...
1: They're probably gone. Someone's
0: grandfather. Yes.
1: They're either dead or they are someone who is elderly at this point. So
0: if you have family that is from the area that was from around the area and moved away or something, maybe you know something. Maybe you've heard a story. Maybe you can... Pick something out from this whole thing and be like, hey, that sounds like I have heard this passed down from my family. Yes. You so, never know. You never know.
1: So we like to think like the 60s and that is so far like gone and from it's this. Not. It's not. It's really not. So this is definitely a case that can still be solved. Can still someone could just happen to mention something and it be what cracks this wide open because who knows what is being withheld
0: yes exactly
1: so definitely if you're from that area you lived in that area you have family that lived at that area like ask them if they know about this see what they know see if there's something that maybe they
0: you never know what's going to crack the case wide open
1: but that—that's what I have on this. The only thing I have, like that, we'll post it. But that like, house
0: is very classic. It is, yes, it is very
1: sixties. Like, it is a one-level split, mid-century. Yes,
0: yes, very much so. It's what my grandparents' house is yes. like. Absolutely. And Like I said,
1: the family—the yeah. three—they look your mo- your every day
0: average, <laughs> average family.
1: There's nothing yeah. that stands out about them other than the fact that they just. Maybe, unfortunately, we're home during well, this time.
0: Hopefully, this episode is putting the juju out in the world for this case to be solved. Even if there's no Whoa. one to charge for this episode, just having an answer would be yes.
1: Awesome. I will definitely keep my eyes and ears out for uh, any...
0: Eyes, ears, and setting our Google Alerts yes. to look out for us.
1: See if we... Get any updates on this, and if we do, we will definitely let you know. But like I said, that was it was very like interesting the- to me because we do know someone who lives in the area now, so
0: one of our bestie friends, yes. Yeah,
1: so it was just one that I was like, Tallahassee,
0: let's talk about her. But
1: and yeah. then I got into it and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, if any of the suspects that I brought up strikes like anything that you agree with or if there's somebody else maybe we're not thinking of
0: let us know if you just want to chat about it let us know if you have actual information let the authority (laughs) yes but if you just want to chit chat all day like check our socials talk to us on there we are all about talking about these cases yes But uh, for now, we are going to kick you out of here and send you on to the last call.
1: Yep. We hope you enjoy.
0: Welcome back to your last call (laughs) with your bartender Sloan. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I just got thrown under the bus guys <laughs> you do not get thrown under the bus we are tr- we record we were- a lot of stuff back to back so it's just like oh, we want to do
0: this one or this one we were debating who was about to record and she goes "You ju- you just go ahead and go and hits record so here <laughs> we are here we are guys so this is the last call for the Sims family episode and I thought it would be fun to do some fun facts about Tallahassee Hey, hey! we just talked about Tallahassee for a long bit, so let's learn about it. The name Tallahassee stems from a Muskegon Indian word. The literal translation means old fields. So the Creek Indians migrated through this area during the 18th and 19th centuries and gave the city its name, which stuck till today. I kind of, I knew that Tallahassee had to be like a Native American word. Yeah. So, fun fact for your girl Sloane, it's believed that the first Christmas celebrated in the United States was celebrated at the site of the DeSoto encampment in what is now Tallahassee. Hey. 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 (laughs) Your local elf. Yep. Yep. Crystal, I'm going to come celebrate Christmas with you. (laughs) uh tallahassee has the honor of being the only capital city of the south that is positioned east of the mississippi to never be taken by the union forces during the civil war oh. that's pretty immaculate I, right? that, yeah it's that's free
1: that's something that's
0: yeah in 1988 money magazine named tallahassee as one of the top three cities in the southeast to live in I can see that even now. Yeah, Uh, They've got some great restaurants. I love the food there. That's about all I see whenever I go is the food.
1: We've gone to the mall. It's it's a big mall. And the food.
0: (laughs) Mostly the food. Mostly. In 1992, the National Arbor Tree Foundation awarded Tallahassee the title of Tree City USA. I can see that. There like,
1: are a lot of trees.
0: We've gone hiking there. Well, not hiking because it's Florida, but we've gone on like trail walks and it is
1: gorgeous. Yes.
0: Gorgeous. Tallahassee residents celebrated a white Christmas in 1989. This is a rare occurrence in the subtropical climate. <laughs> well, hell, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hell yeah,
1: it is.
0: Hell yeah, it is. Meanwhile, it just
1: snowed in <laughs>
0: for me now. Right. (laughs) Tallahassee has 95 square miles of land and over two square miles of water. Squirrel miles. (laughs) Squirrel! But there is a lot of, like, surrounding swamps and, 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 like, just random water places. The one place that I really love to go is this park, and there's, like, this really random lake, I guess, in the middle of it. And you can walk around it, walk through it, and I just... Love to go there. Makes me feel so good. Tallahassee is home to the third tallest Capitol building located in the United States. Um, the city is home to the National High Magnetic Field Laboratory, which is the world's largest magnet laboratory and also the highest power. So the equipment in the lab is capable of generating a magnetic field that is one million times stronger than the magnetic field of the Earth okay so they're ready to take shit over i guess yes i guess so if you don't know where tallahassee is it's nestled amongst the, ro- the rolling hills of northwest florida and it's located like right smack dab between the gulf of mexico and the uh what is that is that the pacific or the atlantic ocean
1: That's the Atlantic.
0: The Atlantic, yeah. So it's like right there in between. And it's actually pretty close to Georgia, too. They have really warm, sunny climates. A lot of people tend to retire to Tallahassee. They want to leave the snow behind and go to sun. They have an average of 233 sunny days a year. Their average temperature is like 76.6 degrees I cannot confirm that, because every time that I go, it is hotter (laughs) than the Satan's asshole.
1: We've gone when it's chilly.
0: It's been hotter than Satan's (laughs) asshole. (laughs) I maintain that. It gets fucking hot there in the summer. Yes. Um... Tallahassee's rolling landscape is something that you typically find up north. So it's very unique to find in Florida slash along the (laughs) Gulf Coast. And I do agree with that because I have walked some major hills (laughs) in Tallahassee. And I've driven some major hills. I feel like it's almost a, a, a little junior San Francisco I've never been to San Francisco, but sometimes I go over those hills, and they feel very dramatic. So that's what I yeah. feel like San Francisco would be. I
1: don't know. Like I so, said, I went to a school in Cincinnati. It's known as the Seven Hills, so it's a very uh. You you go up some uh very steep hills, even just staying on campus. So,
0: well, I mean I. I mean, I'm used to hills, but I'm just saying, like, I guess whenever you get to Florida, everything's flat and then you get to Tallahassee and you're like booty, booty, booty. Anyways, positive side, you're in Florida and they have zero sales tax. Zero tails. Zero sales tax. But uh, Tallahassee has like a 6% local income tax rate, but whatever. We'll we'll deal with that. No problem. Uh, Fun... Little facts is Tallahassee has Florida's most educated population. And
1: that's not saying much because it's Florida. <laughs> but also, I mean, that's not surprising because, like I said in the episode, there's like three, three colleges, different
0: colleges there now. Which is the next sentence. It's the home of Florida State University, Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University, and Tallahassee Community College. And honestly, that's not even all three of them because I know that they have a lot of... Um, they have
1: branches uh, of other ones.
0: What's no, um, BIPOC, uh, black colleges, oh, heritage yeah. colleges? Yeah, they have like two or three different heritage colleges there that are not even listed on the official Tallahassee website. So, yeah,
1: it's Tallahassee. It's a college I'm town. calling
0: you out. Yes, where is your BIPOC on your website, anyways. Tallahassee has 15 unique museums to visit. They have a lot of art galleries, so they're full of class and whatnot. The Tallahassee Automobile Museum is home to Abraham Lincoln's horse-drawn hearse, as well as the Batmobiles from Batman Returns and Batman Forever.
1: Now I kind of want to go to the automobile (laughs) museum next time
0: if there's a bar nearby, I'll drop you off and go drink and then you can go. <laughs> Crystal loves cars, so maybe y'all can go together, but
1: i we'll get you some alcohol before, okay? Okay, maybe. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll try it. to sneak in a flask. We'll talk about it. I, I can do that. <laughs> I know how to do that. Shh.
0: <laughs> Anyways, those were my most interesting facts for Tallahassee, other than I do have one tidbit that was not on the websites that I looked at. Their food's amazing. That is true. That is very true. And if you need food spots, let us know. Because I have spent almost $1,000 in 2021 in food (laughs) in Tallahassee. And that is not a lie. (laughs) But my other interesting fact is Tallahassee is actually where Ted Bundy was finally caught and apprehended officially. And he was sent off to the other states to be... Uh, was prosecuted, murdered, prosecuted and everything, yes. But yes but he escaped from the Tallahassee prison jail whatever <laughs> yeah but yes uh, Tallahassee is a very pivotal point in the Ted Bundy story and I feel like that's very relevant to all of us here today yes but anyway so. I hope you enjoyed this episode if you did let us know we let us know on social media leave a review on the podcasting stuff If you have any recommendations for us for Tallahassee, please let us know, especially if it's food or alcohol related, because...
1: Or even haunted. I do cover haunted on our Patreon. Okay, you
0: know Crystal's going to make me take you there. She's not going to go, but it's fine. Let us know and I'll do it. But more importantly, I'm going to need food and alcohol to make (laughs) me feel better afterwards. So if you have any recommendations for us on that level, let us know, DM us, email us, wrote at gmail.com. If you have requests, let us know there too. But social media is across the board for our cocktails and just to keep
1: up up with like cases and whatnot.
0: Tequila. She wrote at TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter,
1: all that we also have Patreon now, so as for as little as $2, you can get content from us. You get bonus episode when we start adding ads, which should it's be coming. very soon.
0: If it's not already here, it's yes. coming.
1: You'll get that. Add free episodes. And then as you kind of contribute a little more.
0: Each tier has something else to
1: offer yes. from
0: different episodes to different
1: merchandise. We do really appreciate if you do support us on there. It helps us out in so many ways you don't even know. And yeah, that's that's pretty much. We do do these episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Yes. That's yes. one thing we forgot. <laughs> we're getting better at this. We're, we're becoming podcasters, would, everybody. No,
0: I would like to say we're getting better at this. But you all know that we're drinking while we're doing this. It's Just
1: stuff. expect to us, expect <laughs> us to forget stuff by the end of the episodes. It's expected. It's the hottest express for a reason. (laughs) Beep beep. Bye. Bye.